Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Colin. Notches away. This week, a hurricane is destroying the fourth largest metro area in the country. An avowed racist pardoned another avowed racist. Arsenal are in total fucking disarray. And yet everything feels fine since the loons won away! Hey Colin, do you like to uh, cook ever? Occasionally, yeah. Okay, uh, what is what would you say your uh, signature dish is? Um, I'm definitely a grill master, um, so probably probably a good hard sear on a thick medium rare steak. Nice, that'd be delicious. Um, I I love to cook, and I'm always trying to try new recipes. And but I would say my signature dish is just a simple scrambled eggs. With kielbasa, I've been making this since I was probably nine or ten with my dad every Saturday morning. Yum, delicious! Can't yeah. beat it for breakfast or dinner or lunch. Any really breakfast food at any time during the day, I'm all for. Yeah, I mean kielbasa just in general, like you can't go wrong with it. No, it's, you can't. It's one of those all-purpose ingredients. Uh, you might notice there is not the dulcet tones of Notch in the background tonight. Um, he is busy hanging out with his mom. Which is actually a very legitimate Yeah, that excuse. is completely fine. Yeah, that's that's about as cromulent of an excuse as I can come up with. Yeah, um, so this can be a little odd. You might be hearing some weird things. Uh, we don't have any mic screens. We're recording in my apartment. Um, we're holding the mics. Just, we don't have any mic stands. It's going to be a fun ride, and yeah. hopefully you made it with us through the end. And also, it's a much shorter drive for me, so... Let's see if we can get crazy. Caleb doesn't even have to drive at all. I don't, and I'm on my second beer already. Actually, I'm almost on my third. So you're let's like get always, this going. Yeah, you're always on your second beer under your. I know, but so. I'm also almost on my second right now. So I'm on my third very soon. And this is gonna right. be a fun podcast. Let's enjoy. With that, let us get rolling with our very first segment. We always start out with the loon monitoring in the loon monitoring section. We talk about our loons, Minnesota United FC, and guess what? We have good things to talk about. Yeah, when we said this is going to be a great podcast, I wasn't just talking about my beer consumption. talking about Minnesota United winning an away game. Winning a first time since April 10th, 2016, away at Edmonton. Ben Spees had a brace, and the thing Sammy had a clean sheet. Um. Yeah, I I believe so. I was 25 then. Oh, God. <laughs> I was 23. God. Oh, we're old. God damn. Uh, okay. Um, so, well, do you want to end this podcast now and just like go over our... Our sadness our, about our, being our mortality. Old. I mean, like, we were so excited <laughs> that this was going to be a great podcast, but now all of a sudden <laughs> we're, we're going to die soon. Um, Abu Dhanlati. He's Abu Dhanladi, and he scores when we least expect it. Scores when we least expect it. Scores when we least expect it. After an awful game in Seattle, like no holding back there. He had a terrible game. Missed very easy chances in Seattle, away at Seattle. Took his chances and took them well in Chicago. Yeah, the first one, I honestly thought that he was going to sky it, just having the almost did. yeah having the PTSD from the previous week um but Ethan Finley very lucky second chance yeah uh Kappelhoff, uh cleared kind of cleared uh 
the ball, the first cross from Finley straight back to Finley, who found down line in even more open space. And then the second goal, Jerry, beautiful first Jerry time Tia cross Son. from my favorite loon. I don't know how to say it. My favorite loon, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, fantastic cross. And even Dunlady on the Seattle form wouldn't have been able to miss it. That's how good of a cross it was. Um, had another chance to get a hat trick in the second half, but he was and, and looked a little bit more like a Bhutan Lottie there. But <laughs> he was turning around towards goal as he was trying to shoot it in. Um, I don't fault him too much because he scored his first two chances. Yeah, um, this is very true. Yeah, um, it, David Akam did score a consolation. Uh, Michael Boxel. I don't know if it's that Akam is that fast. I mean, he is. I think it is. I think that it was a little bit of him doing a Demidov impression, though. Like, that that was just a a bad it, miscue. In all fairness. You have, to, you have to run to a little bit more space when you're going to be so far behind someone like that. So, In all fairness, Botsal had a great game up until that point. Yeah, He was yeah. very solid. Him and Tomlin worked well together. Strangely enough, Jeff Reuter, right before that, actually complimented him and said... This was Michael oh, Boxel's no. best 75 minutes. You never and complimented then him during, immediately, during the game. Immediately after he clicked <laughs> send is when he got burnt for that goal. So but David Tom is that fast and that good. He's There's a reasons why the French top lead teams have been looking at him. Very close to getting an equalizer off of Michael Deleuze. Crooked wheel bicycle. Only missed the near post by inches. Yeah, let's not talk about that too much. You know, <laughs> it didn't go in, so it's fine. I mean, I'll say this. It was very much a performance where Minnesota, you saw that they weren't a better team than Chicago. They were probably playing a little bit above their form level in this game. Yeah. Uh, and Chicago was playing even further behind it. Chicago, a team in crisis at this point, I think it's fair to say, um, not doing well at all. And this is a, a game that we had, unlike the Orlando game earlier this season, where we were not the better team and we ended up winning. It's just the way that soccer turns out sometimes is that the b- best team doesn't always win. Um, and that's what we called it in FM, kids. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one bad note Sam Cronin did go off in the first half. Apparently, a recurrence of some neck issues that he's been having all season. Kind of scary to consider another above-the-shoulders injury for a Minnesota United player, given all the issues that Joe Greenspan has had this year. Uh, Best wishes to him. We haven't heard anything new as to whether or not he's going to be available for coming games. But there is an international break uh, next week. Uh, There's no game that's this coming Saturday. Um, so hopefully some extra time to heal. We'll get Sam Cronin back on the pitch for the ninth, September 9th home game against uh, Philadelphia Union. Yep, and there are going to be some loon migrations for these internationals. Are they leaving forever? No, no. Okay, they, good. They, they okay, come good. back. It's okay. It's okay. Actually, Caleb. I'm looking at our list, and there's some people that can leave forever on our on the list um, here. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Kevin Molino. Oh, you can stay. Okay. Um, he's going to be facing Honduras and Panama for Trinidad. Uh, Francisco Calvo. Definitely stay. Johan Venegas. Uh, pass. Um, so Costa Rica will face uh, the U.S. in New Jersey, I guess. And um, they'll have a home game against Mexico. Uh, a couple of difficult games for the Costa Ricans. Uh, Jermaine Taylor. 
Honestly, I'm on the fence with Jermaine Taylor. If he's a solid center back, backup, he shouldn't be playing week in, week out. But he's a death player. That's all he should be. Yep. Uh, Jamaica will be facing Canada in a friendly since they're already out of World Cup qualifiers. And Michael Boxel. Uh, first couple of games, Michael Boxel. did him out of here. Last game. He's fine. He can stay. Um, his New Zealand side have two games against the Solomon Islands to decide uh, who advances to the half spot that uh, the OFC has for World Cup qualifying. I just love it so much. There's a half spot ever since Australia Australia left that uh, qualifying. I mean, let's be honest. They don't need they a don't. full spot. Um, some standings news and some good ones for a good one for, you know, the first time in a long time for Minnesota. Laloons are ninth in the Western Conference. We're not last. We're, We're not, not last. last. We're Even if 538 before this weekend's game said that we were the 422nd best team out of 426 that are in uh, major pro divisions in the world. Yeah, we're ahead of Colorado and LA Galaxy. Suck it. Suck it. And we're even on games with them as well. No, None of those, of those three teams have a game in hand. So those are the standings as they should be. Exactly. And we're above them. And it's crazy and insane. And I feel I feel good. Yeah. Do you feel good? I I mean, do you feel, you know, all right about this season now? Um, <laughs> no one should feel good about this season, I, just I to be know, fair. I don't even know if we should feel all right about this season yet, but we're not last. We're, we are not last. Exactly. Um, speaking of teams that are not last, there are a number of teams in the Major League Soccer. So let's take a look at the Major Listing Service. That is our segment where we cover the top league in the United States whole ton of games, midweek games, and on the weekend. Start out, Columbus beating the LA Galaxy 2-0. Uh, VAR was used three times in the Not first once. half. Not twice. Three times. <laughs> three times. And I think it was within like 10 minutes of each other, too. It was very quickly. Uh, Ashley Cole was sent off for uh, denial of goal scoring opportunity. Uh, I thought it was a red. I thought it was a I, red. I, I didn't was, think it was a clear he was last man. He knocked him off. I almost would have given it a red just off of the violent conduct. Uh, I've, I've seen worse, and I, I've seen that given a yellow before. Yeah, I've seen worse given yellows, but I've always said that those should have been reds. Um, another one to mark out a foul by uh, Johnny Santos Santos in the box for a penalty. Initially, it was called as a free kick. And once to call Joao Pedro offside on an otherwise LA Galaxy goal. Um, uh, th that, that penalty that Johnny Santos Santos gave up. Uh, saved by Kempen, who is making a pretty strong case to become the LA number one. Um, uh, he I mean, everybody else that's played in goal for LA is making a strong case for John <laughs> Kempen to be number one. Um, uh, John Kempen actually gave away a penalty of his own. But they made up for it with another save. Yeah. I so, mean, I mean... Yeah, and, and they were a couple of actually decently taken penalties. I mean, oh yeah. I, I would... There are much worse penalties it. taken this week in the oh, OS. Trust me, there are. Um, that said, Pedro Santos and Justin Miram each actually scored goals and, in the last minute of each half. And Justin Miram is so good. I don't... He is mm, fantastic. He's so good. Anyway, moving on to our next game, uh, DC United... 
beats Atlanta United. (laughs) (laughs) One to nil. Uh, Own goal by Michael Parkhurst. His second against DC. Um, Michael Parkhurst is also on like the top goal scoring list for DC with two for them. He's second on the team. He's second on the team. It's he doesn't even play for them. <laughs> um, oh god. Yeah. Uh, VR used again in this in this game uh, to keep DC's Marcelo on the pitch after a hard foul. He probably deserved a red card. Yeah, uh, ended up stepping on like the ankle of the United Atlanta player and then also elbowing, elbowing him in the face. I'm <laughs> like, pretty sure that Adrian Heath said it best that even with VAR, you still have the subjectivity of the referee. That oh, yeah. was a clear case where the subjectivity was incorrect. Um, FC Dallas in the Texas Derby 3-3 against Houston. Really quick... Um, I do want to talk about everything that's going on in Houston right now. Um, Devastating scenes that we're seeing, all of the flooding, all the damage from the hurricane that hit um, between there and Corpus Christi. Yeah. um, We here at the Two United Fans of the We Call Soccer podcast uh, send out our thoughts and some good vibes out to... um, out to uh, the victims of Harvey in Houston and uh, in that area. Um, you know, text Harvey to nine zero nine 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 to donate $10 uh, for the American Red Cross. Um, us saying it on the podcast is not going to do a whole lot. Just saying thoughts and good vibes. It takes action. So um, yep. to help all those people in need. Um, yeah. And there's you can take action. You, know, you can also look into the Houston food bank. Um, there's numerous community organizations that definitely need your support and will probably need your support for weeks, months, quite a for long a time. For a long time. Yeah. Um, um, with that, again, thoughts and good vibes out to you guys in Houston. Um, let's move on to the game, which was I'd probably, I think, the be- the most exciting game of the week. Yeah, most entertaining, definitely. Um, Vicente Sanchez scored 59 seconds in after just a catastrophic turnover by the Dallas defense. And then uh, late in the first half, uh, he's been pretty much dominated for the most of the first half. Uh, two goals from Dallas. Not one, not two. Not, not one, not two. Not one, but two goals right before the... Not one, not two, but, <laughs> but two. <laughs> um, goals from Dallas right at the end of the first half. Tesho, goddamn acting. Dallas scores a goddamn screamer. Out of the box after a long solo run just around the Houston defenders, and then Figueroa taps another one right before halftime for Dallas. Um, yep. They're going to the half, leading two one, um, and then they go up one more by Matt Cerruti, who scores a half volley while running like away from the post that he stored it into. Yeah, bounced it probably five feet in front of Tyler Derrick. He should have done a lot he, he better. He should have a lot better. Goal, but but I get, <laughs> I guarantee you, Matt was looking around at the ref. I do not go to the screen. It was Don't onside. Don't it was, there was no foul. Now, you call. would you would question, can FC Dallas have their defense hold? <laughs> no. Nope. Come on. Nope. Uh, Kubo Torres brought Houston within one. Excellent, excellent pass. Inch perfect from Ramel Kyoto. And then Torres completed the comeback. A rebound shot. Minotas deflected it off of Victor Ojoa. It bounced off the crossbar right to Torres' feet. Easy as you like. Nothing that Jesse Gonzalez could do about it. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it was just. I mean, aside from like stop it off the crossbar yeah. when it shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah, that that was just a, a very strange goal. Um, ultimately, I think it was a deserved result. Definitely a deserved result. Um, both teams played very well, and uh, both offenses were flying high that entire game. Uh, moving on to speaking of the best, high. <laughs> the best offense in the league at the moment, uh, Toronto. Uh, beat Philadelphia Union three nothing, and who else is going to score? Um, but Sebastian Giovinco, who scores a free kick. How else is he? This going is to my score? shot face. Yeah, this yeah. is my shot face. He scored a Dan from a free kick. He 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 now after this weekend he holds the single season record for MLS free kick goals, and he and previously this season he had the. Most all-time MLS free kick goals. It is absolutely insane <laughs> how good he bonkers. is off of set pieces. Um, speaking of insane, and Nico Hasler has continued his hot streak since joining the team in the summer. Excellent header into the top corner off of a corner kick. And then who else with goals? He always stores. He always stores. So he stores in this game as well. Uh, finishes off the Union. 3-0 to Toronto. Uh, wasn't much better for San Jose in their game when they lost 4-0 to Real Salt Lake. Um, Mike Petty. I think his it's, coaching game is about as good as his sweater game. As about as good as his uh, presentation game and his PowerPoint game. Uh, no, because the thing is that his presentation game actually needs some work. If you were a good presenter, you would actually have all the materials rather than blaming <laughs> it on your stupid printer. Um, <laughs> Silva opened up the scoring. Excellent through ball from Albert Ruznak. I think about 50 yards on that one. Just nutmegged Andrew Tarbell. Um, Joel Plata ended up having a goal waved off from VAR. Um, Anibal Godoy uh, decided that he was going to make things a little bit easier in RSL and shoved Albert Ruznak in the face. Not advised. No. Not advised at all. No, uh, that, that is against the laws of the game. That was his second yellow. Yeah, I've, I've seen that given, given as a, a straight red yeah, instead of a second yellow. It probably would have if he wasn't already on a yellow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, this was just them... The ref being nice. Yeah. Uh, Severino with a turnaround curler from outside the box. Yeah, speaking of goals running away from goal. <laughs> like, did he... We're trying to figure out what he yelled as he took that shot. I think it was Kobe because it was a turnaround shot. I'm pretty sure it was Hibachi because it was just outside of the box. Um, Ruznak and Yura both scored to seal the game. <laughs> Arcel also hit the post. In the exact same spot three times. It, they hit the same post in the same half. This could have been a whole lot worse for yes. San Jose. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, Not as bad result. Um, Vancouver 1-1 against Seattle. Um, Cascadia Derby uh, weekend because it's Heineken rivalry week. Yeah, Roldan drew a penalty for, from uh, Shannon Williams. It was actually Rodriguez. It was? I looked it up, yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought number 10 was Roldan. Oh, never mind. No. no. Uh, well, yeah. either way. Yeah. It was Lodiero, first penalty for um, Seattle. Tony Chiani sent off a second yellow in the 60, 61st minute of the game. Cleared second yellow. Yeah. He, he knew it as soon as he followed yep. him. I, th- I think he started taking his shirt off like <laughs> as he was getting off the field. Like That's how much he knew. Um, that said, Vancouver still was able to come back. Um, fantastic run by Alfonso Davies. Ends up picking it up after a, a decent challenge. Um, slides in a quick pass to Montero. And that was the equalizer late on. Yep. And then 1-1. Let's move on to the other Cascadia or... Uh... 
Pacific Northwest team of uh, Portland beats Colorado two to one. Question for you and for you listeners: Is Diego Valeri human? I mean, he's invisible to Colorado's defense, so <laughs> maybe there's some superpowers going on. Um, great cross from Vitas and Valeri unmarked. How do you leave him unmarked? It boggles my mind how you leave Diego Valeri unmarked this in is the, the box. This is the one goal where I think Tim Howard has a right to get up and start yelling at his defense. Yeah. He doesn't no matter what happens. Well, actually, he can do it on the next goal because Nadby, with the cheatiest chip of all time. Yeah, like... like it, it just like a, a little like tap-in sort of chip from 15 yards. It didn't even look like he was trying. Yeah. Was that, that's not fair. Yeah, that, that's just sickening. It's sickening. Uh, Mosai did score his first goal for Colorado. Uh, basically just took a lazy pass, ran onto it, and slided in. Uh, Valeri drew a penalty for Portland after VAR reviewed uh, the, the play and decided it was a penalty. Then Guzman... With the worst penalty this week and maybe this month, maybe this season. Um, um, sent, I, I think I've seen worse, but yeah, that was that was poor. It was, it was very poor. Yeah, about, uh, sent five, it yards about five yards wide of the net. Um, could have been a lot worse for Colorado. Um, still, they didn't come away with three points. They're still with zero. Um, moving on to the weekend, through the Hudson River Derby. The Hudson River Derby. Um, New York Rebels fans had... What would be a very excellent TIFO about New York City FC's inability to find a place for their stadium. They listed off every single borough, a couple of other opportunities, then Staten Island, then East Hartford, Connecticut. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? Oh, hi, Pot. Yeah, this is Kettle. Um, it's a good thing that the TIFO was actually kind of transparent because of that thing that they say about throwing stones in glass houses. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Red Bulls fans. You call yourself New York. You play in New Jersey. You cannot yeah. make fun of somebody <laughs> trying to stay in New York City. You're absolutely right. And uh, there was a draw, so New York is now purple for the, until the next derby. And that's how that works. Yeah. Turns red, blue, means purple. This has uh, been your art lesson from Two Netted Fans. Um, that was actually my sex ed lesson. <laughs> that was the color that they always said. Um, BWP should have had a penalty after RJ Allen just clattered straight into him. Um, the following play, uh, David Villa sliced up the center of the defense for New York City. Maxi Morales was the beneficiary of it. Just easy, easy goal. Um, RJ Allen then clattered into question in the box for an actual penalty and Gonzalo Verona converted. I think we should take a moment and point out that Sean Johnson has been fantastic. Sean Johnson has months. been on fire. And we'll go into it later, but he, let's just say now he didn't get a call up for the United States national team. What does he have to do to get a call up? Because he's been absolutely fantastic for New York this, this stretch in the summer. The short answer is... I don't know. <laughs> the long answer might come into play later. Uh, DC United, another victory for them? What? Yeah, it turns out those signings actually are playing well together. Paul uh, Nipplehat and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Zoltan. Zoltan! Zoltan. Uh, <laughs> playing well for uh, DC. And also, uh, Acosta has been 
yeah, playing Lucho better and better has with gotten a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how guys that are really good end up actually showing how good they are when they have decent teammates. Well, we need to send, this, send that iron still up to New England. Um, Opare heads heads the ball looped up into the box off of a free kick, and Acosta basically strolls in on Mark and volleys at home. Uh, nothing that Cropper could do about it. And to be fair to Cropper, he had some good saves in this game. Yeah, we yeah. give him a lot of shit in this podcast. He yeah. had some good saves in this game. Yeah, Cody Cropper is probably our least favorite player in MLS, and yet he he did well. Bill Hamid also had some good saves in this game. Um, moving on, Philly 2-2 against Atlanta. Philly, come on, man. You you had you were up 2-0. Roland Albert throws, a, throws off of a... Great assist by uh, Wijnaldum. And then Bedoya scores a weird overhead kick off of, off of a corner. Go 2-0 early, and you just can't finish it out. Come on. We need Atlanta to lose every single, every single game. game ever. Yes. Um, Assad pulls one back for halftime with a, another weird, kind of a weird goal. Um, headed off out from a corner by Jackson Martinez to Assad, who volleys it in. And then uh, Josh Yaro sent off for uh, another denial of goal strand opportunity on Martinez. I agree with on this one completely. Yeah, yeah very should have been a red card, clear. definitely red card. Um, and then Tyrone Mears at the death uh, looped a header into the net after a punch clearance from Andre Blake. I think he's putting a getting a little bit of rust off after his layoff. He just came back in from the Gold Cup. He he did have some good, good saves in the past two games this week. Yeah, he just the communication with his defense wasn't always there. Yeah, it. it could be a little bit tighter, and then again, that's also just Philly being Philly. Um, Columbus, 2-1 victors over FC Alice. Colin, do, do you see the Dallas defense anywhere? Um, no, that that's why they don't have the D on Alice anymore. <laughs> um, Kamara pretty much just fell into his first goal um, in the second half, and Jonathan Mensah... Much maligned player all season. Um, mitted to off of just an in-swinger of a free kick. Uh, Walker Zimmerman, or Zimmerman did get one back off of a corner, but Columbus at home definitely looked the stronger side. Yeah, Dallas has been uh, one of those teams in crisis. Um, which Chicago, um, we'll get to the next teams in the next game that's been in crisis for a while now. These teams looked like they're going to run with the lead at one point, and now they're trying to draw him back. It's... Is it depth? Is it injuries? Is it just teams figuring out how they play? What is it? I mean, I think it's been different things for each team. Um, Orlando is the next team that we're talking about. They lost at home 2-1 against Vancouver. Um, With Orlando, I think the issue has just been that they started out a lot hotter and a lot better than they probably were. I, I would agree with that. This is them just falling straight back to earth. Uh, the other issue has been Kyle Lahren, who did come in off the bench in the 45th minute um, and scored the consolation goal. However, uh, that was after Vancouver had gotten two goals, uh, one an own goal uh, from Tommy Redding and the second by Orlando legend Breckshay. Legend is a very strong word there. Um, I just want to point out that Dom Dwyer is still goal goalless with Orlando and <laughs> a certain Abu Dunladi has the same amount of goals this season that as Dom Dwyer. Wait, they both is, have five. Is there another Abu Dunladi? 
No, no, it's it's the it's the one you're thinking of. Oh, wow. Oh. For Minnesota United. Yeah. He's uh, either very on or very off, you know. No yeah. no in between. Yeah. I mean you could just say that Orlando's issues are that they took a huge dive when Dom Dwyer showed up. <laughs> Anywho, um <laughs> that one's too easy. I know. I'm sorry. Easy. I'm sorry. Anywho, um RSL with another very strong performance. 4-1 victors over Colorado. Uh, Joao Plata finally got on the end of one of the numerous chances that RSL had throughout the first half. And then it, it just kind of... It kind of fell apart from there yeah, for Colorado. Uh, William shoves down Severino in the box. Uh, Silverton versus the penalty. Um, then RSL goes down to 10 men after Danny Costa attempts to basically amputate Marlon Harrison's foot. But Alan Gordon thought that that was just so unfair and decided to clothesline somebody and get himself a second yellow. Um, so it ended up 10 V 10. Um, Josh Cat, former loon, Josh Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Scores his first goal for the Rapids. It was initially called up for offsides, but VAR determined that he was onside and did go in, um, yeah, I mean, good, good, uh, good for him. Good uh, week for the former Loons in Colorado. Not their team, but for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, RSL did end up notching two more in extra time, just to make it even more embarrassing for Colorado. Uh, Montreal lost at home three one to Toronto FC. Uh, Jamir Twy tried to do his best Geo uh, impression, but. Uh, Alex Bond with a great save, low into his uh, far post there. I mean, um, it, it wasn't really a good Geo impression because Geo <laughs> would actually, like, you know, bend it and get it in. Oh, wait, well, he that's did. what he did. <laughs> I feel like Geo was like, yo, Jamir Twy, love your music. Do the free ditch to me. And they yeah. just, like, nailed it. Yeah. As- <laughs> Keep to those uh, optical illusion videos and I'll just... <laughs> keep bending things in. Um, another goal also for uh, Golzi always scores more. Yeah. It's, he has that name for a reason. Uh, Piatti scored in the second, not 90 second minute to keep it interesting for about one minute. Yeah. Because literally a minute later, um, Gio just decided to put it beyond all doubt. Um, scored a volley in the 93rd to close it out. Um, speaking of teams in crisis that we were talking about earlier, LA Galaxy lost at home 3-0 to San Jose in the Cali Classico. And uh, it, yeah. it should have been worse, honestly. It should have been a lot worse. Mark Arena, what are you doing, man? Carlos Rivas thought that was a bad finish. Yeah, yeah, 1v1 shot to get the first goal and put it about as wide as Blair Walsh did. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> That's a bitterness from me. That's how bad of a shot that was. That's my favorite moments in football history as a Packer fan. Anyway, sure. let's move on. Um, Vaco <laughs> ended up um, getting the end of half opener, literally seconds left. Um, Nathan Smith then hip-checked somebody for a straight red for LA Galaxy. Kind of a soft red, honestly, but... Uh, yeah, it was a soft red. I'll, yeah. And this was already after Pelavan Anholt uh, went off injured. Um, a torn ACL yeah. and PCL? Yeah, news just, today just not basically good. said that all of his knee is gone. So Dante Culpepper injury right there. Yep. Uh, Marco Reno did redeem himself and uh, doubled the lead for San Jose after 
a great assist from uh, Minnesota's own Jackson Newell. One of us, one of <laughs> Please us. Please come home. Please come home. God, seriously. Um, and then Wando got probably the most Wando task. Garbage goal. goal. Not impressed. Yeah, five <laughs> yards out, he chips the keeper. You know what would have been awesome? If he did that against Belgium. <laughs> I'm still bitter. Uh, Dallas here, winless in 10. Uh, apparently, the, the firing of Kroden and the hiring of Sadie Schmidt has not solved the problems for LA. Uh, you know what I think the problem is? That their team has been garbage all year. Anyway. <laughs> so but many terrible Dos, dos Santos? Dos Santos Dos? They're not going to bring Santos, the Santos, 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 Santos? <laughs> Anywho. Um, last game of Heineken rivalry week. The big Cascadia Derby. Seattle hosts Portland. And it's a 1-1 snooze fest. Pretty much a snooze fest. Uh, weird, weird goal for Seattle. Just... The I don't know how to describe it. Roldan stored for Seattle, but somehow the ball bounced off of a Portland defender's arm like seven times, but also like off of Roman Torres's chest and knee, and like it was like bounced off around like. Is like, this why you were like talking like about watching, scramble eggs earlier? It's like you're. No, it's like you were. It's like I was watching ping pong in the Olympics. Just you know, go so fast, just back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. Just and then went back and back to the net. Yep. As like Roman Torres and another Seattle player were claiming a handball, they turned around, and faced the ref as Roldan put it in. It was just odd. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, Darren Maddox ended up drawing a penalty that Valeri converted right before halftime, and then Jeff Adnellan. Another former loon having a big game. Um, multiple times I denied Jordan Morris on 1v1s. Jordan Morris also has less goals than Abu Dhanladi this year. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, red card for Nuhu after he threw his arms at Chara's face with seconds left in the game. Um, much to the chagrin of the Seattle fans. Um, All like 51,000 of them. <laughs> It was a red card. Yeah, it, it, it was, was very, easy red obviously. card. Let's come on, come on, guys. With that, let's take a break. Let's take a little break. I need yeah, some more beer. I do as well. So we will come back. We will talk about the rest of the U.S. soccer scene as well as the goings on outside in the rest of the world. We'll be back with some more. We call it soccer in a little bit. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, um, podcast, podcast by two United fans. Um, again, Notch is out with his mom, hanging out with her. Yeah, what's well done by him. Uh, Colin, have you heard the new Queens of the Stone Age album, Villains? I have not, and it is on my list, and I know that I need to listen to it. You need to, to. you need to, you need to. It is awesome, amazing, and fantastic, and it's a groove machine that is carrying me down the open road every time I listen to it. Pitchfork gave it a 6.9 rating. Which I'm pretty sure is inten- intentional. I would nice. I would say yes, but this is Pitchfork that we're talking about. They have about as good of a sense of humor as like a Russian border c- control agent. I don't think that they would actually <laughs> make a 69 joke. Like, show me where they give Bob Marley a 4.20 rating, and then we'll talk. Anywho, let us dive in to 
some more soccer news, uh, let us go to the Pyramid Scheme. In the Pyramid Scheme, we talk about everything in the U.S. soccer pyramid and some terrible, terrible... But not surprising. Not at all surprising news. Um, according to Kartik Krishnayer, uh, who's been following all of this, uh, the Fort Lauderdale Strikers' ownership is officially filing for bankruptcy. Um, yeah, this is my shocked face. Yes, this is my shocked <laughs> face not, as well. I'm not um, surprised at all. Some of the details include uh, basically that the players who have not gotten their full paychecks, uh, vendors, all basically anyone who owes debts to them, uh, good luck ever getting that money because apparently their bankruptcy filing will absolve them from all debts. Fun. <laughs> this is some bullshit. I'm just gonna throw this oh, yeah, out there. Like is. this is the Fort Lauderdale Strikers dissolution. I think is one of the most embarrassing things in American soccer for quite a long time. And it's it's sad that it's continued to hurt decent players and decent people. You know, there's a lot of great people that worked for that organization that were you know, really just left out in the cold, having to apologize for terrible, terrible mismanagement. And this is the result. We'll always have crappy old Lockhart, though. We'll always have that. It, it <laughs> really looks terrible right now, too. That's the worst Not part. Good. Let's move on to the NASL game of the week. Uh, in the 11, 2, Jacksonville Armada, 3. Jack Four Blake Merlun, Armada. Jack Blake, Jack the Scottish youngster, Blake. scores two free kicks, doing his best Sebastian Giovinco impression. Yes, yes indeed. And uh, it was a very good impression. Yeah, and Jack Blake is having a breakout season for the Armada this year. Seven goals and two assists in 19 games. How, I how do we not sign him and loan him out immediately? That is a good question that I don't have an answer for. Uh, I'm just, I'm so, I really wanted him before the season, and now it's even worse. He's playing well in exactly. NASL. Uh, but good for him. Uh, he's always a nice guy for yeah. the fans and everything on, on Twitter. So good for you, Jack Blake. Yep. Former Loons had all of the scoring in this game. Um, ben Spees notched his first goal for the home side, or notched the first goal for the home side before David Goldsmith. Remember him? I, I don't remember his trial. I don't. Um, he gave them brief hope in stoppage time, uh, but it was not meant to be. Indy drop all three points. Uh, moving on to USL news. Uh, Phoenix rising 3-1 victors at home against the Sacramento Republic. Um, despite missing Didier Drogba for a second straight game, uh, the team is now three points off of the playoffs after 21 games played. It's pretty remarkable given that they have three games in hand on eighth place and two on sixth place, <laughs> all at 33 points. I have a feeling, given their current form, that they're probably going to catch one of those spots. They probably are, but this is really the biggest news of the week for this game. Um, Los Banditos, the supporters group for Phoenix, were forced by the club to remove an anti-racism banner, which, with what's going on in Arizona at the moment and which... What went on last weekend isn't the best move by Phoenix Rising. If we need to bring up any of the subtext, um, uh, former Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Arpaio um, received a pardon from President Trump 
on Friday night in the middle of a fucking hurricane. He did a Friday news dump pardoning somebody who spent his entire career trying to profile anyone of brown skin. Like, when I lived in Phoenix, I made sure that I stayed inside all of the time just so I would not get a tan because I was worried about getting picked up by Maricopa County sheriffs. It, it, it boggled my mind that he got a, a pardon. I mean, it, it didn't surprise me, but it boggled my mind. So Los Bandidos unfurled a banner that said Stop Racism, had a crossed-out swastika, and... That seems completely fine to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be the side, on the side of racists and Nazis. Not so much, not so much. Um, except for club officials apparently said that a sponsor had some issues with that being in the stadium, and it had to go. They should mention what sponsor it was. I would love I would to know, love to what, know sponsor which one it was. loves racism and Nazis. Yeah, I have plenty of people that I know and love in Phoenix that would love to boycott that place. Um, NWSL News, um, slightly more... Less angry, we'll <laughs> less, say. Less angry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Seattle Rain lost at home uh, 2-1 to the Portland... Thorns, uh, Portland's first Cascadia road game since, or road win rather, since 2013. Uh, second half race from Haley Razo. Their fourth win in five matches has them second in the table. Then FC Tacey won Orlando Pride to 87th minute goal for Alice Morden off of Marta Free Kick. It sends Morden's goal streak to five games. These two are just tearing it up right now. Who knew that having Alex Morgan and Marta on the same team would reap so many dividends it's, it's like when you get two best one of the, two of the best players in the world on the same team your team will be really good yeah <laughs> um, crazy 13 goals and five assists in their last five games during that time um the orlando pride have only dropped two points and without a deep dive down to the sewer we talked about our u.s men's ninja turtles um just them this week as they announced their uh u.s uh, World Cup qualifiers for this weekend. Um, mentioned this earlier a little bit with uh, Sean Johnson not getting your call-up. Um, goalkeepers, Howard, Guzan, Romando, defenders. DeMarcus Beasley? I mean, also keep him in just because he's somebody that can play left back. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Matt Hedges, I think, pretty much made the squad because John Brooks is injured. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, not too many uh, surprises. Should at all. we know that Yedlin is, is still out with injury? We'll miss this round of World Cup qualifiers. That's why he's not called up. Bingo. Um, midfielders Acosta, Ariola, Bedoya, <laughs> <laughs> Bradley, Fabian Johnson, who can play left back, just coming off of injury, just played his first game back with his with Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see who else we got. McCarty, Messi, Nagby, <coughs> Roldan. Did you say Messi? Yeah, yeah, literally Messi. Messi. Isn't that that guy who plays for Russian Dortmund who's like really good? Yeah, and... yeah. Oh. Literally Messi. Oh, yeah. That, okay. That's his I got, Yeah, I got yeah. you. Um, and then leading the line uh, forwards, Altidore, Dempsey, uh, Jordan Morris. Morris, who has three goals this season. Ramirez has 11. Ramirez is injured. <laughs> 
That's the only reason why the Ramirez wasn't That's the only right. deserved That's reason. All, like, come on. Bruce, look at him. Look at him. He's look, the captain now. Look at who <laughs> I'm about to say next because he's next alphabetically. Chris Wondolowski Another is thing, still Karina, in the squad. Another <laughs> bone to pick with you. Why but, the fuck are you picking Wondolowski anymore? But better news, Bobby Wood back in the team. Um, scored his first goal this season in the last weekend of the Bundesliga, which was the first weekend of the Bundesliga. So um, he's off and running in Germany. Um, hopefully he can turn in some goals for the U.S. And no really real major surprises mentioned before. Um, Wood and Johnson are back and healthy. Then Brooks out injured. Yedlin out injured. Um, they should be back once they heal up. Brooks is going to be out for a lot longer time. Yeah. Yedlin should be out for uh, one or two more weeks. Yep. With that, let us move on to the pub we are gonna take that flight over to the united kingdom kill where are we going this week this week we're going to i i, I don't know i didn't throw one down still to the local liverpool pub because that's the game i want to talk about so much right now it is oh, i love it so much the the third uh we call it soccer derby of us doing the podcast uh Dan, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know this for some reason I'm a Liverpool supporter. Colin, next to me, is a, an Arsenal supporter. And so far in the We Call It Soccer Derby, uh, two wins and a draw for Liverpool. And this one Here, was... why don't you talk about the game? Because I've got a lot of things to okay. say about it. I'll just say this. Uh, the speed of Liverpool's attack is just deadly to and will be deadly to every team they've come up against. Uh, Mane and Salah and Wijnaldum and even Jordan Henderson, who was all over the pitch today or today <laughs> that that came, had fantastic games. Um, four nothing for Liverpool. Um, if, watch the highlights if you want to know who scores the goals. But every goal is well worked. That being said, Arsenal never really tested. Liverpool defense who have been shaky and I still do not have confidence in. And it's really easy to beat a team 4-0 when, when one or two people are trying. fucking shows up. So as much as Caleb wants to say that this was a comprehensive Liverpool victory, no, this was, was this was 11 very good players for Liverpool showing up against maybe one or two Arsenal players that gave a fuck. Um, you have Alexis Sanchez, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Mesut Ozil. All three of them are angling for moves because they are out of contract at the end of this season. None of them, none of them acted like they wanted to be on the field. Alexis Sanchez at one point pulled his jersey over his face. I hope that it was in embarrassment for how little he wanted to be there. It, it was... It was shocking to see an Arsenal team that wanted to yell at each other more than they wanted to actually play defense. There was one point where Aaron Ramsey was 50 yards down the field from his mark. That was on the first goal. That's the first goal for uh, Roberto Firmino. Um, yeah. Also on the second goal for Liverpool, uh, Mane, a short of a counter attack. I think it was a corner kick for Arsenal, cleared out. It took and him 12 Ramsey seconds. and Jaka were walking back. It took it's, him 12 seconds to get all the way down the field. I get that he's fast. I get that Aaron Ramsey probably won't catch him, but you need to at least act like you care. This is an Arsenal team 
that has completely and utterly checked out. I have a very strong feeling that between Oxlade-Chamberlain likely going to Chelsea in the next few days... There is an agreed fee between the player and the team. Yep, um, 35 million pounds. Which is more than he deserves for that Ridiculously more than he deserves. Um, With Alexis Sanchez probably on his way out to Manchester City... God knows where else. Uh, PSG was rumored. I wouldn't rule out Bayern either. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason that these players should have been on the field if you knew how little they wanted to be playing for Arsenal at this point. Because when you have guys that don't want to be on the pitch, it ends up being just wasted space. You could have somebody that actually is running for the ball. You could have somebody that's not actively trying to pass it to a Liverpool player. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I, I feel like you should go on for another 25 oh, to 30 minutes about me, this. I could. So I'm just going to end this here. Um, Mesut Ozil, at least he, I would give him credit. He was just by the team and the efforts. Um, he, I, I thought he played... I thought he played... I think that's the best I didn't say about any Arsenal player. He had effort in there. Francis Coquelin played after halftime. Yeah, Francis that, Coquelin. That's, that's about it. That message also who um, he apologized to fans after the game. But again, Arsenal, if you let Alberto Moreno have a good game against you, you're going to have a bad time. Let's move I give on. up. Let's I move on up. to um, Bournemouth Man City. Charlie Austin um, from Bournemouth had a... Just probably the goal of the, goal of the week. Absolutely. Obviously, obviously goal of the week. Um, but too bad that nothing came out of it. Because they were playing Man City. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea 2, Everton 0. Uh, Chelsea absolutely outclassed Everton. Um, I'm pretty sure they didn't even break a sweat. Um, it, it seems like the early loss in the first week to Burnley was kind of a blip on the radar. That was out of respect to the Invincibles. Because <laughs> Chelsea probably could just keep trucking from there. Um, speaking of another team that possibly could go for the Invincibles, uh, Manchester no. United 2-0 victors over Leicester City. Casper uh, Schmeichel definitely did everything they could to give Leicester a result. Casper Schmeichel deserves better. He deserves a lot better. I know that Riyad Mahrez is like angling for a move from Leicester and like wants to play really well. He I would played, love to... He played selfishly yeah. that game. He was not a team player. He wasn't passing the ball when he should have. He was shooting when he shouldn't have. Uh, Kesha Schmeichel deserves a move to a better team. Indeed, um, he does. Last time Man United won the first three games of the season was last, last year, year. When they finished sixth. Um, <laughs> except he's back. Who's back? Zlatan. <laughs> oh, dear God. I know. I know. <laughs> They'll probably be worse with them, honestly, the way they're playing. Here's the best part. When he was talking to Romelu Lukaku about Lukaku taking the number nine shirt, Zlatan said that rather than make Lukaku give it up for him, he rather would upgrade his shirt. Zlatan will now have the number 10 shirt for Man U this year. Maybe uh, next year he'll go up to 11. There's a spinal tap joke in there for you guys. Uh, probably possibly uh, the dulling only, the pain. Yeah, the only of the thing Arsenal's good loss. about... about the English Premier League this weekend. Uh, Tottenham 1-1 against Burnley, a late goal by Chris Wood on his debut. Steals a point for Burnley. And honestly, if it wasn't for some great late saves by Hugo Lloris, Burnley could have won this game. Burnley could have won. Um, 
Harry Kane's only competitive goal in the month of August came back in 2014. It was in a Europa League qualifier versus Apoel Nicosia of Cyprus. I will just leave that stat (laughs) there. Uh, Let's move on to a quick trip around the world in a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in parentheses. Some do, though. And really some good games, but the big things that we need to talk about are a couple of really high-priced transfers. Really high-priced. Osman Dembele moves to Barcelona from Dortmund for 105 million euro. Uh, Wait, Dorm- Dortmund he, he signed went him for 5 million euro. That that's that's really cheap for 105. Him. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Dortmund signed them for 15 one five million just last season. Um and in his uh, like little press video they had where he tried to do some keepy uppies and some skill moves. And he looked he, like me out there. Yes. It, it was <laughs> to put it brutal. frankly. And that was part of the reason that during that press conference, Barca fans were chanting Bartomeu out. They were trying to get their technical director to resign because he spent 105 million euro on Usmani Dembele, who according to Transfer Market has a transfer value of 33 million euro. That being said, he's a, a solid young player, not worth 105. Yeah, at this very point exciting young player, nowhere near worth that. Um, uh, Dortmund did reinvest some of that money. They purchased Andrei Yarmolenko, uh, one of my favorite under the this radar is players. A fantastic move. Excellent signing from Dynamo Kiev for 25 million euro. That means that they have 80 million that they can spend on literally Messi's next contract. <laughs> Yarmolenko is definitely one of the most underrated winners in the world. He's um, Ukrainian, um, played with them in the Euros. Um, didn't really have a, that much of a chance to show what he could do in the Euros, but when he did have the ball, it was something to watch and to behold. Davison Sanchez moves his Spurs from Ajax, center back. That's definitely what <laughs> Tottenham needed. Um, for 40 million euro, a Spurs record signing. Uh, Davison Sanchez is 21, I believe. Um, and then the RWC, not known for their defense. And yeah, you're going to buy a center back from them? Let's just pump the brakes there, Tottenham. I will say this um, their defense coming from Ajax has tended to work out pretty well for them. Yeah. Guys like yeah. Uh, Jan Vertongen and Toby Alderweireld. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But, yeah, but yeah. to be fair, well, to be unfair to Spurs, center back, not the position they needed. No. Right back, maybe winger, maybe a 10. Backup striker who's better than Victor Janssen. Um, just they had so many more needs that this time it seems like a weird place to spend your record signing fee on. Um, with that, again, transfer deadline day is the 31st. Um, so when you're listening to this, just know it's then, <laughs> I don't know when this will, will go up. Uh, let's Whenever move on. Notch gets around to <laughs> say, Notch oh God, what did you guys do? Uh, let's move on to um, the Reynolds wrap-up with Colin, where Colin takes uh, to the theory, you know you're thinking about, you do know you're thinking about it in the back of your mind somewhere, and makes it a reality, and since out of the ether. So put in tinfoil hats and take it to Colin. So uh, we mentioned earlier that Nick Romando once again has gotten the third goalkeeper spot for the United States. There's a lot of 
talk that basically it's a you know he's been there he's you know been really dependable he he's had a decent season for RSL um however you also have guys like say Sean Johnson who's been lighting the world he's up been great. for New York City um Tim Mealy has been fantastic for Sporting Kansas City um Bill Hamid has been great for DC and yet you still have an aging Nick Romando as your third goalkeeping option. It begs the question, what exactly is Bruce Arena thinking? And I think I've figured it out. What is that? Do you remember that portfolio of photos that Miguel Gallardo had that kept him in the squad for Jacksonville Armada last year? Are you suggesting that Nick Romando has pictures of Arena? Not only that, I figured out who Nick Romando's agent is. It's Miguel Gallardo. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that rather than being a goalkeeper, Miguel Gallardo was actually just spending all of his time as a private eye, getting every single bit of dirt on anyone that would stand in his way. Now that Miguel Gallardo has stepped back away from the soccer field, it's clear that he is working as an agent to make sure that he can extract the most value for his clients using his particular set of skills. Skills that make him very valuable to a certain set of people. <laughs> Don't. When, when Miguel Gallardo finds you, he will kill you. Or just take pictures of you in, comp- in compromising positions. Possibly with a goat. With that... <laughs> Let us bring this episode to a close. Caleb, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, I'm at kolson716. Um, let's uh, give a thanks to Titanics for letting us use their song Lustless for our theme music. Uh, they're actually um, part of the local music music exchange for the current to send the Minnesota band to Canada. You can vote for them. Actually, the preliminary voting stopped at the 25th. Um, so just keep an eye on the current website to see if there's any finalist voting or anything like that. Um, you can send Titanics to Canada to tour over there for a little while. Um, their song, uh, All the Pretty Girls in parentheses that I'll never talk to is fantastic. You should listen to it on YouTube. Um, also 551, right for them. So, uh, you can, them. you can find me at the attachment. You can find our usual co-host notch as well as updates about the show at TWO United Fans, you can also find this fine podcast on, I guess, wherever you find podcasts. If you're listening to this, you know where to find our podcast. Yeah. But you know who Rate doesn't... review us. Yeah. You know who doesn't know? All of your friends. Tell them to listen to this episode in particular. Tell us how we did. With that, we will <laughs> bid you all... as possible. Yes. We will bid you all adieu... Have a good however long it is until we hear from you. We got shirts. Amen.